You bring the atmosphere of heaven with you. Hallelujah. Let's believe for that because that's what Jesus has called you to do. He's called you to move in power and authority. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Kingdom Rock Radio. You are moments away from receiving God's rich word. But first, remember that you can subscribe to our Roku channel as well as our podcast. And don't forget, for more information, you can always contact us at www.kingdomrock.org. And now, here is today's word. Praise God. Well, I want to welcome again everybody that is here today. I want to welcome our online community. King, Kingdom Rock, let us greet our online community. Welcome, online community. Welcome. Welcome. Wherever you are all around the world, we thank you so much for joining us today. Whether you're, whether you're watching us uh, on video, of course, there's another way you can watch us, but whether you're, you're watching by way of video from the Roku channel or YouTube or whether you are listening to us uh, by way of your phone or however you're doing it, we want to let you know that you are a part of this service and we welcome you today. God bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. And I pray that as the word goes forth here, that the anointing and the power of power and presence of God are affecting you there, and you're seeing great deliverance in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Well, uh, today, let's get right into the, the rich word of God. I, ooh, I just love the word. Hallelujah. On last week, uh, we were in the series, and I say were, in the series called Tune Up, Tune Up, and we really into that series on a part number four. Uh, this would have been part number five, but I feel the Lord to, uh, leading me to go into another series. It's in the same flow. So if, you, if we had to be sticklers, we would say that this is tune-up part five, and also fight the power part one. And that's the name of our new series, Fight the Power. Fight the Power. Hallelujah. So you're going to learn... A lot in this series, and uh, I'm not going to prolong the time, but let's get straight down into it. And this series comes with a brand new confession uh, that we'll be seeing, saying every week uh, in this particular series. So uh, I pray that you're with me, and let's say these together. All right. Our first confession is, I am an overcomer. Second, go ahead. I have been redeemed by the blood of Jesus. I am seated in Christ and with Christ in heavenly places at the right hand of God. All right, now let's do it together. I receive power and authority over the power of the enemy, and I shall not be hurt. Number six. The greater one lives in me. Number seven, God has commanded angels to protect me and my family every day. Number eight, I declare the word of God with boldness. Number nine, every day in some way I advance the kingdom of heaven in the earth. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. So uh, keep these confessions and just... Keep them running back and forth in your mind, and I pray that you'll just say them uh, throughout the week as well. Our charging verse, if you would say, uh, throughout this series comes from Ephesians, the sixth chapter. 
Ephesians, the sixth chapter, as we begin to know our enemy. Ephesians 6, verse number 12 of the King James Version says this, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Now, what I want to bring to your attention, of course, is that the power we are fighting in this series entitled Fight the Power, we're not trying to fight the man. Fight the man, fight the man, fight the government. No, 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 no. Wrong channel. Uh, You need to change over to some other place here. Because the Bible says that we wrestle not against flesh and blood. We don't wrestle against people. People are not the problem but people can be influenced by the real problem. Are you hearing me? So it says, for we wrestle not. Now understand something. You are in a wrestling match, child of God. You are in a wrestling match. This is not a gunfight where you just go pew pew and it's over. This is not a gunfight. This is a wrestling match. And if anyone has seen a wrestling match, it is the, uh, the job or the, um, uh, I guess to say the job or the duty of the wrestling person, the wrestler, to pin the other person down. To pin them down and then hold them down for a specified amount of time. It's a wrestling match and one that has to do with endurance. If you're not in shape and you get winded, oh, they're going to pin you down and that's, that's it. That's over with. A wrestling match uh, continues until one is pinned down and is held down. And isn't that what the devil's trying to do to you? Trying to hold you down? Pin you down and hold you down? But you must overcome him because Jesus has given you power and authority to wrestle well and to overcome Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. So you're going to see this, and we're going to talk a lot, of it, a lot about that in this series today. But I want you to understand that this is a wrestling match. And in a wrestling match, if you let up just a little bit, your, your opponent will take advantage of you. You slack up just a little bit, he'll take advantage of you because he's actively trying to pin you down, trying to hold you down. So you can't let up. Hallelujah. Now, there will be times and seasons where you'll have great peace and you won't even feel like you're wrestling. There'll be times and seasons when the devil is cast away and he's gone for a while. Rejoice in those. Hallelujah. But understand, you still have not made it home yet. You are still on the earth and there's still an enemy that wants to take advantage of you. And because you are a born-again believer, God has given you right and privilege, power and authority to overcome your adversary. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory to God. So there are some things I want you to realize about your enemy. First of all, he has been tempting human beings uh, since the Garden of Eden. He's been around for a long, long time. He has not only tempted, but he's overcome people that have been a whole lot smarter than you and I. One or two people agree with that online community. He is not an easy target. He's not an easy target and he's not a lightweight. He is skilled in deception. This is why the Bible tells you to be sober, to be vigilant. He loves to hide in the shadows. He loves to hide in the shadows. He wants you to ignore him 
and think he's not there. And uh, you must overcome him. You must put him underfoot. And that's not automatic. That's something that you're going to have to actively do. For a born-again believer to say, oh, the devil's on my back. He's in my car. He's in my house. He's on my job. Oh, he's in my pocketbook. Oh, help me, help me, help me. I said, what in the world are you talking about? Jesus has given you authority. He's given you rights. He's given you privilege. He's given you power to command and power to rule. Now, there are some times when you will have to call for backup. Glory to God. But let that be the exception and not the rule. Are you hearing me today? All right, so uh, let me give you some advice, and we're going to be talking about this. Uh, it is my advice to you that daily you cover yourself, your family, and your community in the blood of Jesus. Just declare that. I cover myself, my family, my community in the blood of Jesus. Daily cover your families in the blood. Daily cover yourself in the blood of Jesus. Are you hearing me? And it's a good idea as well to anoint yourself and your families as often as the Spirit leads. Anoint yourself. Anoint your families. Don't wait for the preacher to anoint you. Remember, God has made you all preachers. God has made you all priests. He's made you all ministers. Are you hearing me? And it's a good idea as well to take communion in your homes as often as the Spirit leads. Take communion in your home, in your own home. Please don't wait to come to church in order for you to have communion. Honor the body and blood of Jesus in your own home. You will find another sense of power and authority when you take the gospel to your own house. If we're just waiting to have communion and be prayed over and be anointed at church, we're missing it. The gospel needs to be taken home to your own house. Are you hearing me? Online community, I pray you're hearing me. It needs to be taken home to your own house. Now let's discover how to deal with this enemy. So to do that, we're going to go into Luke chapter 9. we got a long road to go today. Probably won't get to it all, but it's all right because this is why we're in the series. Hallelujah. Luke chapter 9, we're going to start here, and we're going to look at uh, verses 1 and 2 first. It says, this is Luke 9, verses 1 and 2 on the King James Version. And it says, then he called his 12 disciples together and gave them what? Power and authority over how many? All devils and to cure diseases. Notice this, Jesus gave the disciples power and authority. Say with me, power and authority. One more time, power and authority. Okay, one more time, power and authority. Yeah, one more time, power and authority, okay? Jesus gave the disciples power and authority over all devils and to cure diseases. And he sent them to preach the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. All right? He's not only giving them words to say, preach the kingdom of God, but he's also giving them power to back it up. 
power and authority. Now, there are some words that we want to notice here. Uh, we're going to look at the word power and the word authority here, uh, as it's written here in these uh, verses of Scripture. But first of all, I want you to know that Jesus gave the disciples power and authority. He gave the disciples, not the common person, not the man that just wanted to come for another chicken sandwich or fish sandwich. There were some that just hung around Jesus that wanted to get what Jesus had. But then there were others that pressed in that wanted to hear his words that sat at his feet, that called him master, that called him Lord, the disciples. To them, to the disciples, Jesus gave power and authority. The word disciple also means followers, to his followers, to his pupils, those that were submitted to his teaching. He gave what? Power and authority. So if any of that's true for you today, if you're submitted to Jesus, if you're submitted to his teaching, if you're submitted to following him, to hearing his instructions, if you are submitted to laying at his feet and hearing his words, Jesus has given you what? Power and authority. That's the truth. Are you hearing me? That's the truth. Now, I don't want any of us to think that, okay, in order to be a disciple, I'm going to have to be perfect. I'm going to have to do everything just right. Because understand something, Judas was also a disciple. And I cannot say that he had a perfect heart toward God. And we're going to see here in Luke, the 10th chapter, how the Lord anointed or he appointed 70 other disciples. And they went out doing the same thing with great power, uh, great power and authority. And many of those left him. We see that in uh, John, the sixth chapter, verse six, six, John six, six, six. Many of his disciples left him. So we can't say that they all had a right heart toward him either. But they were there hearing his word and at least submitted some. And to them, Jesus gave power and authority. Are you hearing? And none of them had the Holy Spirit dwelling on the inside of them. None of them had the blood of Jesus on their lives. None of them had Jesus in them as you do today. Are you hearing me? So why wouldn't Jesus give you his power and authority? So you need to take that first of all for yourself and say, Lord, say Jesus has given me power and authority. Online community, you need to say that Jesus has given me power and authority. All right. Now, as we say that, we're going to also define what that is. I just don't want you to say it. I want you to know what it is so that you may utilize it. Now, the word power here is the Greek word dunamis. You've heard that before. Dunamis. Dunamis. And dunamis talks about strength, power, or ability. The strength of power, strength, or ability, uh, the power to perform miracles, or the power for performing miracles. So when you talk about dunamis, again, you're talking about strength, power, ability, ability, uh, power for performing miracles. So Jesus said, I give unto you power. He's saying, I'm giving you ability. I'm giving you strength, a strength power. I'm giving you the, uh, the, the strength or the power to perform miracles, to do supernatural acts. 
Okay? Supernatural acts. So those are two things I want you to see. As the Lord talks about power here, we're going to see this word again, dunamis. We're going to see it again. The word dunamis meaning again basically talks about ability. Ability, ability. And the power for performing miracles. So say with me, Jesus have given, has given me ability. And the power for performing miracles. That's a true fact. Say, but I haven't seen it. Forget what you see and, and listen more for what you hear because what you hear will manifest as you continue to hear it and believe it. Hallelujah. What you see is temporary. What you see is temporary, but believing in what God said can make it permanent in your life. We're going to have to get to the point to where, and I know a lot of people are, 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 are here in this thought. A lot of people, especially a lot of churchgoers, when they want a miracle, they'll bring somebody to the church. They'll ask the pastor, pastor, come and pray for them when they need a miracle. But that's actually, I mean, that's, that's okay, but that's not what the Lord specifically wants. What he wants is for you to perform miracles. He wants for you to walk in his power and in his authority. He's not saying here, I'm giving this power and authority to all the preachers in the pulpits, to all the pastors, to all the apostles, the prophets, evangelists, and teachers. I'm giving them, I'm giving all of them, everybody else, you just come and see them do it. You don't have that. You don't, if you're a normal person, a normal Christian, you don't have access to this power. You just come and watch them do it. That's a fault from the pits of hell. How crazy is that? Jesus wants you to operate in power and authority. And your life really, it should get to the point, and it will get to the point as we meditate in God's word and give ourselves over to him, where every day you're walking in his power and authority, and the days that you don't walk in it are more the exception and not the rule. You will have days when you just say a word and that word come to pass. You will have days when you just simply lay hand on someone and they are healed. You will have days when you just walk into a room and the atmosphere changes because you bring the atmosphere of heaven with you. Hallelujah. Let's believe for that because that's what Jesus has called you to do. He's called you to move in power and authority. And not only just to say a word, but have power to back up what you say. Remember, Jesus sent them to preach the kingdom of God and to heal. Preach the, preach the kingdom of God and to deliver and to cast out devils. That's a part of it. You're going to be moving with power and authority. So you have to accept that. Are you hearing me? Amen. Now, again, the word uh, power here is dunamis, and that talks about ability, ability, and the, uh, the power for performing miracles. So that's, that's the word power. The word authority comes from the Greek word exousia. Say exousia. Now, this is another important word that you will see again. Exousia means jurisdiction. Jurisdiction of things subject to one's rule. Think about that. Exousia or authority here talks about jurisdiction, jurisdiction of things subject to one's rule. 
Now, let's talk about that for a moment. So, jurisdiction, if you look at it in terms of a, a police officer, he has jurisdiction over a certain city, region, or a county. When you come into his area, his territory, he has the ability to bind you if you get out of order. Bind you with those handcuffs and lock you away somewhere. If you are disturbing the public peace, if you are bringing about an unrest, he has the authority given unto him by the city or by the uh, local authorities to come investigate, bind, and take away. Are you hearing? And that policeman, as long as you're in his jurisdiction, he has authority. As long as you're in his jurisdiction. Now, if he's out of his jurisdiction, he doesn't have the same rights or privileges as he did within his jurisdiction. Sound familiar? All right. Now, consider this. Jesus said, I give you both power and the authority. Power talks about ability, right? Authority talks about jurisdiction, the strength to rule over one, to make one subject to another. So in the case of a policeman, I want you to see that God has made you like a spiritual policeman. Your authority is is within your badge, and your power is is with the gun. If they won't hear one, they're going to feel the other. (laughs) He said, this is how I'm sending you out. I'm sending you out with power and authority. I'm sending you out with a badge and a gun. And you're going to go forth and proclaim the kingdom of God. And those things that are out of order, you're going to put in order. And if something is unruly and bringing an antichrist or bringing a frustration, aggravation, stress, and, and really disrupting the public peace, the public rest, well, then you have the authority to bind it and cast it away. A new sheriff is in town, in other words. Are you hearing? You have that authority. You have that authority. Something's going wrong in your workplace. Something's going wrong at home. You have that authority to bind and loose. Remember, Jesus said, behold, I give unto you the keys of the kingdom. He's giving you authority. And here he's giving you power and authority. You have that authority in your classroom. You have that authority. Now, remember, we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against rulers of wickedness and all that in high places. We talked about in Ephesians 6 and 12. So you have to know where the fight is, where the fight is. The devil has a terrible day when you learn to get on your knees and pray. When you take authority in the atmosphere. Sometimes if I see something wrong, I'll just get away somewhere and just go into the restroom somewhere or, or I'll, you know, I'll go somewhere and just begin to pray and seek the face of God and begin to plead the blood of Jesus over the atmosphere. Hallelujah. And things begin to change. Are you hearing me? Things begin to change. Hallelujah. When you take that authority, when you take that authority and do what God has called you to do. Now, Again, Jesus called you to do this, to take that authority. Now, how does this power look? How does this ability to work miracles, how does that look? How does that look? And what type of miracles will you perform? How will God use you? He's given you power and authority. 
power coming from the word dunamis, meaning ability, and also the power to or power for performing miracles. And where is that power coming from? Jesus said, I gave it to you. Well, how are you going to manifest it? Lord, I have it. Okay, where, where is it? Let me tell you now, that power is coming from the Holy Spirit on the inside of you. It is the Holy Spirit that operates the power on the inside of you. He's the one who uses you to do the work. Are you hearing? He's the one who uses you to do the work. Hallelujah, born again believer. He's the one that is doing this through you. And there are nine manifestations of the Spirit or nine gifts of the Spirit. And he can use one of these or all of these or use you in some other ways. But here are just some ways that God can use you. And uh, 1 Corinthians, the 12th chapter, let me tell you what these are. 1 Corinthians 12, um, you'll find that there's a word of wisdom, word of knowledge, a gift of faith, gift of healing, working of miracles, prophecy, discerning of spirits, tongues, interpretation of tongues. And your authority, you in time believer, your authority is coming from the name of Jesus and the word of God. The name of Jesus and the word of God. So understand where your power and authority are coming from. Now, of course, in the Old Testament, there, are, there were many places where God put his spirit upon them, upon the kings or, uh, or upon the prophets, and they prophesied and God worked with them. This was the case here in the, uh, with the disciples in Scripture as Jesus anointed them and appointed them. They were not filled with the spirit but they had God's authority upon them as the Lord anointed them or appointed them to do a specific work. You, born-again believer, have the Spirit of God in you. He's in you. In you. And he wants to come upon you. Now listen, he's in you for your sake, but he comes upon you for my sake and for the world's sake. He comes upon you to do a work. He's in you for your sake, to bring you comfort, to bring you peace and, and assurance and love and so forth and so on. But he comes upon you to do the works of the Lord throughout the earth. Are you hearing me? I pray that you're hearing this. My God, I thank you, Holy Ghost. Now, I want you to understand. Let's go now to uh, Luke, the 10th chapter, Luke 10. Luke 10, and I want to show you this. So in Luke 9, the Lord Jesus appointed the 12, he commissioned the 12, gave them power and authority. He declared it over their lives and they had it. He gave them jurisdiction. He gave them the power to rule, right? Hallelujah. To heal the sick and uh, uh, empower over all devils. Let's see the same language in Luke, the 10th chapter, Luke 10, verse one and two. It says, after these things, the Lord appointed uh, other 70 also and sent them two and two before his face into every city and place uh, whether he himself would come. Verse two, therefore he said unto them, the harvest truly is great, but the labors are few. Pray ye therefore the Lord of the harvest that he would send forth laborers into the harvest. Now, so he's about to commission or he's commission, commissioning another group of disciples. Now it is the 70. Some translations will say uh, that he, um, he appointed 72 disciples, but here in King James, it says the 70. 70 is a very prophetic number, so I'm sticking with that. Hallelujah. So uh, he appointed 70 other disciples 
that is 70 other than the 12 that he just appointed and sent out. Now, there's one thing for you to notice too. Uh, Luke, in Luke the ninth chapter, Jesus give, give, gives the disciples power and authority uh, to heal the sick and over all devils. Also in Luke the ninth chapter, this is where Jesus is being transfigured before Peter, James, and John. And the other disciples, the other nine disciples are in the valley, I believe, underneath the mountain, and a man comes to them, bringing them his son that is possessed with a devil. Said he's lunatic. And the disciples could not cast that spirit out. Now, and then of course, Jesus comes down and says, and he, he of course does the work, and the disciples ask him, why could not we cast them out? Because they understood and I want you to understand that they just had magnificent results earlier. Jesus had given them power and authority and demons came out and all of that. So this was just one other thing to do. So the man comes and brings the son. Why couldn't we do it, Lord? You gave us authority. Why wouldn't this happen? Why was this one resistant to us? Jesus said, this kind comes out not, uh, by nothing but by prayer and fasting. Yeah. Now, let me make this clear. Prayer and fasting doesn't, doesn't cause you to have more power. Jesus has already given you unlimited power. He's also given you his spirit without limits. Let me say that again. The Father's given you his spirit without limits. He's given you his power without limits. The only person that puts limits on the power and authority is you. The disciples have power. You have power. But when we are confronted in a situation that won't move, we go back to fasting and prayer, or, or actually we can say to this, if we're, living a, if we're living a prayer and fasting lifestyle, then in difficult situations, we can with, make withdrawals on what we've already put in the bank. Jesus didn't go at that moment and say, oh, wait a minute, Mr. Demon, let me go back and I got to fast and pray. You hold it right there and then I'll be back. No, he had already been fasting and praying. So in that moment, he could make a withdrawal. Fasting and praying does not make does not make you more powerful. But what fasting and praying does, it causes you to be yielded more to the power of God that's within you. It causes you to give more of yourself to him. And I look at it like um, you're spreading uh, jelly on a piece of bread. You may start at a corner and you work that thing down. You work it all over the bread, work it all over the bread. Well, the, well, the bread is God's power in your life. That's God's faith in your life. He's already given it all to you. But how much of you is spreading on it? How much of you are you allowing him to spread over all of what he's given to you? We can still be holding on to things and uh, limiting his power and presence in our lives. Let me give you another example. It's like, a, it's like a, a car. You have a car and that car goes 120 miles an hour. Uh, but you may never get that thing above 70 or 80 because you're afraid if you go too fast, you're going to get hurt and hurt somebody else. Now, please continue with that thought, by the way. Please don't kill anybody. But catch, but catch what I'm saying. Catch the example. We can go so far in the Lord, and then we put limits on it. 
we see some of us see things begin to happen, things begin to move, and somehow we begin to back away a bit. We begin to back away a bit. It begins to get too real. Something is going on, and we begin to let up off, let up off the gas a bit. Or also, if we, when the Lord really begins to prosper you and increase you, understand something. The Lord said that you will have a hundredfold return with persecution. So when the persecution comes because of the great reward that you have or because God is really using you, some of us, again, let off the gas and begin to go back. But it's not God limiting his power and authority in your life. It's you. It is not God limiting his spirit in your life. It's you. And many of the time, it is because of the fear of pain, of the fear of what we're going to lose in the process. Let me give you another example that Lord gave me. Let me give you another example. With your cell phone, uh, we plug our cell phone. Many of us have a little charging block, right? Charging block. And you don't plug your phone directly into the wall. All the power you need for the phone is in the wall, but your cell phone was not designed to carry that kind of power. So the manufacturer gives you this charging block, which dumbs down or knocks down the power bit so that the phone can receive it. That's your phone. Now, you and I were specifically designed to carry the power and presence of God without a block. But we put the blocks on God. He wants you to have the total power to plug straight into the jack. Plug straight in and let all the power flow through you. You were designed for that. You were not designed to be to put limits on it and to be charged in a block. To put something else in the way of it so that you could handle it better. You weren't designed for that. Are you hearing me? You were designed to carry the full power and presence of the Lord. Because after all, understand, the greater one lives on the inside of you. You are the temple of the Holy Spirit. And God has given you his spirit without measure. We're the ones who limit the spirit. Are you hearing me? So hopefully you'll tell your neighbor or tell yourself, I've got to remove the block. I've got to remove the block because you were designed to contain his power. There's an exceeding abundant power that's flowing towards you. You were designed to carry that power specifically for it. We're blocking it off, trying to measure it. Release the limits. Are you hearing me? Release the limits. And so the Lord sends out another 70. And let's hop on down to verse number eight and nine now. Uh, of, again, Luke 10, verses eight and nine. Let's hop down to verse nine as we be, verse eight as we begin to close out. And it says, and into, here's the Lord giving them instruction. It says, and into uh, whatsoever city ye enter, and they receive you, eat such things as are set before you. Verse nine, and heal the sick that are therein and say unto them the kingdom of god is come nigh unto you so you have a word he's given them two things word and power 
Word and demonstration. Word and demonstration. Everywhere the gospel is preached, there ought to be word and demonstration. Word and demonstration. That happens here in the church house, but it needs to be happening in your house. Because as you do the will of God for your life, you are preaching the gospel. You are proclaiming that Jesus is Lord. As you declare over your life, Jesus, you are my Lord, and as you, you are my Savior, and you are spending time with the Lord, you have a word, and you also ought to have power. They're like two wings on a bird, word and power. You ought to be seeing demonstration of the power and presence of God in your life. Hallelujah. Now, notice something here. Let's look down to verse 17. Verse 17 says, this again, Luke 10, verse 17. It says, and the 70 returned again with joy, saying, Lord, even the devils are subject. Say subject. subject. Say subject. subject. The word subject means to submit to one's control, to obey. It said, Lord, even the devils obey, basically. Even the devils obey us. Doesn't say Lord, even the devils obey you. It said the devils obey us. Amen. The devils are subject unto us. Yes, you see this? Now that's big. The devils are subject unto us through thy name. Yes. Yes. Remember we said the authority that Christ has given you is in the name of Jesus yes. and through his word. He said, Lord, the devils are subject unto us. Now, you say, well, that doesn't mean a whole lot to me. Oh, my God, it will mean a whole lot to you when you, be, when you stand and you are confronted in a situation that won't move. Late night, late in the midnight hour, late in the midnight hour, when these dreams or whatever come to you and, or throughout the day when the spirit of fear or the spirit of torment comes to ravage your family, when something happens to a loved one that you cannot control, Amen. you will need to know what power and authority is or else you'll say, Pastor, can you come? Now, surely I'll come. Surely the pastor will. Surely the staff will, but how long are you willing to wait till they get there? Knowing that you don't have to, knowing that you can stand up in your authority in Christ and declare Jesus has given me power and authority and devil, you will be submitted to me. You are submitted to me through the name of Jesus. Are you hearing? Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. He sent you there. To be an influence. So they say, Lord, the, 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 the devils are subject unto us through your name. And he said unto them, I beheld Satan as lightning fall from heaven. Now that's big. I beheld Satan as lightning fall from heaven. Now we know that it once, once upon a time, there was a, the, the, Satan was the archangel Lucifer, and he had a position there in the kingdom of heaven. But he rebelled against the father and he lost his place in the high places. He lost his authority. That's what that means. The, Satan has no authority. Remember the disciples say, Lord, the devils are subject unto us. The devils obey us. And Jesus said simply, Satan has no authority. 
If the leader of the kingdom has no authority, no one in his kingdom has authority. Jesus said, yes, I understand they're subject to you. They've got to do what you say because Satan has no authority. That's what that means. He has lost his seat in high places. And the higher you sit, the higher you sit, the more authority that you have. The higher you sit, the more authority you have. And the one that has all authority that sits the highest says to you and I, I've given you authority. Does that make sense? Let's hurry on. Verse 19, it says, behold, I give unto you what? Power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the what? power of the enemy and what nothing shall by any means hurt you all right now let's back up for a moment we're going to really stop here because this is so meaty won't be able to get to it all and i don't want to get too far in it just yet but let me show you one thing jesus said behold i give unto you what power to tread upon serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you now if you're not careful you would think that the word well it says behold i give to you power the word power here is not dunamis in this text here the word power here is actually exousia which means authority we're going to talk about that more the next time this means authority the Lord says, I behold, I give you authority, basically. The ability to command and others will submit. Amen. He said, I give you the ability to command and those that you are commanding must submit. That's jurisdictional control. He said, behold, I have given you authority. I've given you power to command and those before you must submit. He said, I've given you power to tread on serpents and scorpions. We'll talk about that next time. And over all the power of the enemy. Now, wait a second, Pastor. I thought you said that the, uh, that the devil lost his authority. Uh, doesn't this word mean authority here? No. The word here that talks about the devil uh, is the word dunamis. Look it up yourself. He says, I, so Jesus is saying here, behold, I give unto you exousia, authority over all the power or over all the dunamis of the enemy, over the ability of the enemy. He's saying, I've given you the right simply to shut down what the devil can do, to shut down his ability. He does not have authority. It, listen to me. The devil does not have authority anymore, any more heavenly authority. The authority that he has now is granted to him by people, by human beings, working witchcraft and other spells and incantations and, and all of this stuff. They can give him or those in governmental positions and offices that have authority, they give their authority over to him which is exactly what the enemy wanted Christ Jesus to do there in Mountain of Temptation. He said, all these things will I give to you if you bow down to me. In other words, if you give me your authority. He said, Jesus said, I give you, I've given you the ability to command, to command and the enemy's ability must submit. Think about it for a moment and we'll stop here. The policeman standing in traffic. Here comes the big semi truck weighing so many tons, 
so many tons. He raises up his hand and says, stop. All things being equal, and the truck is not going 200 miles an hour coming toward him. He raises his hand and says, stop. And that policeman weighing 200 whatever pounds, male or female, or 130 or whatever it is, whatever they are, has the ability through that authority to command and that thing will stop. That activity stops. Now, at that moment, that truck has dunamis. It has a lot of ability. But the authority within the policeman will cause all that ability to cease by a spoken word, by authority, because he's been endued with authority to command and others around him must submit. These are the things that we want to discuss with you today to talk to you about. Next time we get together, we're going to talk more about this. And I really want you to meditate in this because this is something that you need. Now, anytime the Lord gives you a word, especially about power and the authority that he's granted unto you, it's because you're going to need that power and authority. It's just not on a whim. When the Lord says you're going to tread or crush the power of the enemy crush serpents and scorpions then that means there's going to be an opportunity there before you and he prepares you well before time he gives you time to learn the lesson before the test comes hallelujah and you will be victorious and you will crush the head of your enemy and you will see the power of God revealed in your life. Online community, I pray right now by the power and authority of Jesus as we're praying for our friends that are here today. We're also praying for you that you will crush the head of your enemy and that you will understand what power and authority that Jesus has invested in you. I admonish you all and encourage you. I say I encourage you all to go back and hear this again and get it in you and read those scriptures. Ask the Holy Spirit to give you more revelation and understanding concerning them to prepare you for the days that are ahead. Understand that we are praying for all of you, and we're praying for you, my friend. And I know that you will stand up in your authority and see great things happen. Let me pray for you. Father, in Jesus' name, I pray for my friends that are watching and listening and my friends that are here right now. Lord, I pray uh, that at that moment, in the moment of preparation, even at the moment of preparation, that we will hear your voice. And that we would take, that we would be sober, that we would, that we would be vigilant, and that we would prepare in these times now for the, for the evil times that are approaching. Because not one moment have you ever expected us to be defeated in any way. You've created us to maintain and you've created us to receive your power, to be unblocked and unmeasured. And Father, I thank you that we'll walk that out by the power of the Spirit and see signs and wonders and miracles performed. We will protect our families through the gospel of Jesus. We will protect our loved ones through the gospel of Jesus. And we will see just great things done. So Lord, we thank you for preparing us. And we say, have your way in us. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. We love you. In Jesus' name, amen. We pray that you have been richly blessed by today's message. Remember, if you would like to hear today's message in its entirety or hear the entire series, just go to our website at www.kingdomrock.org. 
That's kingdomrock.org. You can also subscribe to our podcast and get it on the go. And if you have a Roku device, make sure you search for Kingdom Rock TV. In there, you will find this program and so much more. We would also love to see you in a live service. Just go to our website to get the details at www.kingdomrock.org. Until next time, remember that Jesus loves you and so do we. Choose him as your Lord today. Only he can make a way.